Nora. Yes, hello. Hi. Yes. Hi. This Hi. is hello. <laughs> we're we're only gonna say hello at least a half a dozen more times here before we get to the show. Tony is with me. Oh, hi. Hi. Ben, you interrupted my first uh, episode of the Pentaveret. Okay, so what do you think so far? It's, I, I think it's funny. Okay. Little, they got little gross things, but it's funny. Okay, okay, good. This is not in the subject matter of the, no, the show know. proper, but I think that people who review things, like for papers and stuff, we don't need reviewers oh. anymore. And the reason I say that is because everyone is a reviewer now because of social media. Everyone has their opinions. Everyone can publish or say their opinions. So the the need for reviewers is kind of defunct personally. And I, you know, I never, and I never put too much stock in a reviewer. I, I rely more upon right. a friend's point right. of view or someone that I know who right. has right. my sense of humor. Right. Yes. So yes. Yes. yeah, those are the people I generally would. Yeah. Well, thumbs up. <laughs> so far, a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. It's very, it's, it's goofy. It's goofy and it gets goofier. I mean, if you're only on the first episode, you haven't seen half of it. (laughs) I mean, yeah. So so we should get on with the show. Oh yeah. yeah. We should uh, have a a theme song for the, the Nora pre-show. Maybe we should uh, get Adam (laughs) on that. So you had some questions from the last time Tunny was on. And one directly for translation, actually, but I thought of the question last time with languages. Okay. So, but let's get some simple things out of the way first. In translating, uh, on the last show, I, and I'm aware of this, of course, there's uh, gender in uh, talking about things, people uh, specifically, is what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, amiga, amigo. And what I'm wondering now that there's well, non-binary, is that what you call it? Yeah, non-binary and gender I mean, non-specific sort of things, right? What happens to Amigo and Amiga? Are they Amigex? <laughs> and I'm not being silly. It is quite hard to do that in languages that are gendered. It's much easier to do that yeah. in English, right? Um, right. The trend that I've seen is uh, people using X as opposed to O or A. So, yeah, okay. I wondered about that. Yeah. Because I know Latinx. Yeah, so that's, or E. I've seen some people oh. using E as opposed to A or A. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, so that would be Amigi? Yeah. Oh, you say the E. Oh, that's right. If you said Amig, it wouldn't yeah. Amigi. Yeah. But okay. it is quite hard, though, because there are so many words in Portuguese and in Spanish that and in E, and are feminine, and, and and in A, well, it just really, like, there are words that are in A, for example, in Portuguese that are masculine. For example, day, the word for day is dia, and in A, but it's masculine. No, so it, okay. it becomes really tricky, and um, I, I yeah. don't see a lot of about that um, because I'm not too involved with like Portuguese and Spanish uh, in teaching right. that. And so, but right. I know that there is this trend of using either X or E. For... e. Okay. Okay. Now in French, in French, sometimes E was uh, uh, feminine. I mean, I would, I would know uh, if something was spelled differently, if it had an E at the end or ES, uh, I would say, ah, feminine. 
uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. So uh, that might be a problem in French also. Uh, but not, well, you know, I'm sure it'll get worked around <laughs> somehow. Well, this may be my ignorance here, but X is probably, uh, possibly in certain languages, very difficult to pronounce in, to, in something, right? I mean, is, is X... Oh. Is the X the the X sound universal, or are there some languages that don't use X commonly? Well, in Portuguese we say she's. Okay. So okay. X is she's. So I don't even know how people are. It's actually a good question because I don't even know what people, how they are pronouncing these words. Right. Because right. we don't say yeah. X, we say she's. That's the name of the letter. Okay. So. Or or sometimes it sounds like an S. Like for example. An ex-boyfriend would be ace. An ex-boyfriend? Ex-namorado, yeah. Ex-namorado? Okay. Ace, which is ex, E-X. Right. Ex-namorado. Oh. Namorado. Yes. That's okay. Oh, yeah, so that's yeah. quite interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, languages are, invo- yeah. are evolving, right? So the right. fact that languages are evolving, then it causes more things to think about, right? And poses more issues and things that you have to think about when translating or using the language, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, things that they didn't even think they'd ever have to think about, like the uh, non-binary gender. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, a long time ago, nobody ever thought. Well, I mean, that, there are... That, I mean, they knew that there were different gender, uh, different ideas in people's heads about gender, but they were still identified by their uh, born uh, gender, whatever you call it. Here's another thing. German, there are... Dieter Das, right? So mm-hmm. there is a gen- gender neutral. neutral sort of pronoun, pronoun oh. there. So okay. I, you know, it's probably easier for Germans to refer yeah. to a non-binary person by using what is it? The it, neutral Das. Yeah, Das yeah. is the neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd oh, have to ask okay. someone who's German though. Actually, Michaela's mom might know, yeah. but I'm not sure because she's mm-hmm. originally from Germany. So maybe I'll right. ask her. But Portuguese yeah. and Spanish, we just have the, the gendered yeah. articles. And right? then also French, yeah. right? Is French that way too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think so. I <laughs> you haven't taken a French course in a while? Not for quite a while, no. Took a lot of them, but you know, you don't use it, you right. lose it. Right. Especially um, when you get later on in the years. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not outing you or anything. <laughs> We've made this very clear that you are gener- or that you are a, a baby yeah, boomer. Yeah, I'm, a boomer. I'm but anyway. one of the first. But yeah, yeah. So, would you like another question? Yeah, let's go with another question for Tani. I know this. Uh, this is kind of silly, but um, you you said that your original language, your first language, is stored in one part of the brain, and when you learn a second language, is stored in another place, along with a third or a fourth language. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. What happens if somebody learns two languages uh, simultaneously when they're growing up? Okay, Ben's father, for instance, Ed, he had the opportunity to live with my um, in my grandparents' house with my. I mean, it was uh, they lived there. My parents lived there too. And he he learned English, but he also learned Lithuanian, you know, right just right away, side by uh, side. But yeah. He, yeah, but he didn't he didn't retain it because you know we we he just didn't. But um, uh, so are they stored in the 
same place as the first language. I would think so, yes. Because yeah. you're learning them simultaneously. You're a true bilingual, right? Yes. Yes, yes. The thing with uh, learning with and using other parts of your brain to learn a second language or a third language is because you're teaching your brain that there is, in fact, a different system and different ways to uh, ah. express things, right? But if you're learning okay. them simultaneously, I would think that it would be you're, you'd be using the same parts. And that would also, yeah, uh, yeah and that would that would also make sense. Also, with your age, your isn't isn't your brain more flexible or more yes. you know, oh, when you're yeah. younger plastic, too? Right. Yeah, yeah, more elastic. Yeah, right. Definitely. I think it's I think it's plastic. Plastic. <laughs> yes, yeah, they talk about the plasticity of the brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so some sort we'll of have... space age polymer. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> They got it in all of us now. That's why it's so much easier to like learn a second language when you are a child, yeah. right? This is a question for you, Tenny, about is there like a cutoff point for like when when do you, when, when is, is it, threshold? Yeah, is there a threshold for when it becomes difficult? Like, is it just ah. adulthood generally? Has there been research done on? on this like when does it get difficult for people to learn languages there has been so much research done about it uh this is one of like i would say one of the most even researched topics when okay. you talk when you're thinking about uh second language acquisition and there are researchers that would claim that by eight years old after eight years uh -huh. old or puberty uh -huh. right um a little bit after yeah. that it would be the cutoff age, but there's always those cases in which age doesn't matter, right. and so you you right. have those exceptions. Right. So it's very right. hard to just have a blanket rule and say after this age, right. you don't pick up right. a language as native like. And and there has to be a statistically valid sample set for you to kind of judge any sort of you put any mm -hmm. um, scientific but, basis. But it is true that the younger you are, the easier it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I, I regret very much my grandfather died the year before I was born, so I never even got to touch him. You know, it would have been wonderful to just have a little background of another language. People who have more than one language, I, I am just gaga you know, at, uh, at them. I really am. So. Tony has so like, you're, you're, yeah. I know six or seven or eight. Oh, no, I wish! I really wish. <laughs> Tony, how many? How many do you have? So I speak Portuguese as my first language. English is my mm -hmm. second. Um, I've learned Spanish as well, and I did take German when I was in college. Okay, but that is oh. so rusty right now because I haven't spoken okay. it in forever, and I never really achieved a an, an advanced level in German. I was high intermediate, uh -huh. and so. Yeah. As it is right now, I can still read and understand if I listen to people talking, but for me to produce the language is just very hard. Yeah. To retrieve everything, like at the moment, or like, what do I want to say? And then, of course, remembering all the grammatical rules of German is just... Yeah. Right. I can only say one thing that I remember from, from school, and that was, Ich habe keine Buschetasche. What don't you have? A book bag. Buschetasche. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have no book bag. <laughs> Ich bin sehr schlecht heute. What's what's that? You're not feeling Nobody good knows. today. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I still remember. <laughs> See, it's not that rusty. Good. So anyway, so much, so much for that. Um, so your 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 translation question is next. Yes, it is. 
if I, I I wrote it down after the first show, and I could not find my notes for that show. Yeah, yeah. Ben makes me take notes and tell him I all about it. I don't make <laughs> you take notes. You're, you're, the, you're the chronic note taker. Yes, this is true. This she, is true. See, she takes notes too. I do too. Well, it's yeah. see, she takes notes because it's it's a it's a thing where it's like she'll listen to the show, and if she doesn't take notes, she'll forget something she wants mm-hmm. to talk about. Mm-hmm. And right. and I think you know, as I get up there in age, I, I have a tendency to do the same thing too, where it's like, right. okay, I got to write this down, or else mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna remember right. to, to ask it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Plus, I'm also a very visual uh, learner. I don't know if I was before, but I as I got older. I can see that I'm a visual learner. Yeah. And so writing things down. Literally, you helps. can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little language humor for yeah. you there. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was, I I was going to send you something about language, but that's okay. A joke. But first, book translations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think it's better to have some... Example, I'll give you an example. If, if you have a German book written in German, is it better to have an American translator who knows German very well, but is uh, English as their first language, or is it better to have a German first language person to translate it to the other language? I, I'm thinking not just translating words, I'm thinking about translating uh, phrases and idioms and, uh, you know, all kinds of thought that might not be the same. We, we were talking uh, about this briefly because Tenny did some translations ah, early mm-hmm. on with that, different, what, what was it? What was the translation thing that you did? You said you did. I had to do some translation for um, a medical article and some social sciences article. But that's a, oh. that's a very good question. So it, would it be better to have? But then I think we have to think about the product, right? And the yes. role yes. of a translator. So how much freedom, one, does a translator yeah. have to, or create, like, can they use their creativity to transmit yeah. the message? Yes. And are, or are they just translating, let's say, I'm going to say word for word, like a more yeah. literal translation? Literal, yeah. But then who has more knowledge of the language that it is being translated into? Yeah, right? yeah, that, and that's kind of what I'm... Uh, I mean, you want to get the original ideas across. Uh-huh, so who is, uh, who is better to do that? A native right. German speaker or, an, or a native English speaker? Right, right. Or maybe you need one of each. And they can discuss it. <laughs> Every paragraph, discuss it. But, uh, you know, seriously, though. Well, maybe do I, the literal translation first and then have someone who knows the language come back and, and do the, the second the second pass kind of thing where they can pick up the, possibly the, you know, yeah. the different phrases and things that are. I, yeah, right, right, right. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, it was just. It's something I thought of after your last show. Oh, yeah. I remember you asking me about it. Yeah. 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 And I just, you know, as I read, I read uh, books that have been translated from Mm -hmm. lots of different languages. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just wonder. uh, Also, I think it's better in modern days, nowadays. How do you say that? 
than it was long time ago because people weren't quite as aware. If there was a translation to English in America in 1900 or 19, even 50, people wouldn't be aware of the possible differences. Mm-hmm. But I think now there's a lot more awareness of different languages, different societies, uh, things that are different. I seem to be babbling on. No, and I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking here, so, because when you mentioned time, right, and then you think about mm-hmm. customs, right, and how customs change over time. So yeah. I was thinking, I was reading the other day, actually, about the translation of the Bible, right, and translation mm-hmm. of, so, for example, there was, there's a passage that talks about people kissing each other to greet uh, each other. Uh-huh. But then yeah. at one point it was translated, but the, the kissing each other was just a very common custom, right? And right. to another language, it was translated as a handshake, just oh. because it was the custom to greet somebody oh. using a handshake. So to yeah. what extent are we changing? Like, So it was translated something that was kissing each other to shaking somebody's hand. Right. To fit um, our society, kind of. Exactly, right? So to what extent... Does the translator have the freedom to do that? Do we want the translator to do that? Right. Because right. is translating conveying a message that the receiver will understand? Or yeah. is translating conveying the message truly as it was written? And I think, yeah. I think yeah. as you said, it's about who, the, who your audience is, the product or whatever. Like, who, who is your audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll just... just all kinds of uh, stuff that rolls around in my head. I'm, okay. I'm very interested in linguistics. It's one of those, if I could have taken a different route in my early life, uh, I, I actually, I'm, I'm interested in linguistics. I'm interested in uh, entomology. Because uh-huh. um, I'm always looking at strange words from other languages and go, oh yeah, I see there's a French word in there. So uh-huh. that has something to do with you know, I took Latin in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And, uh, that, no, it was wonderful. <laughs> I, 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 I took I a know. semester in college. We had to like yeah. learn how to do translations yeah. and everything. Actually, it probably should be taught in high school, but they just think that the utility of, you know, like they took exactly. that out because exactly. the utility is not there. Mm-hmm. There is they utility as far <laughs> well, that, I think, well, yeah, right. <laughs> I think that the utility is there for, knowing where word origins are coming from and, and how their words were created from, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of Latin roots. Oh, so th- oh, yeah. actually talking about that. So, Ben, when you invited me to talk about translation, I actually went back to look at the definition of translation and, and the etymology of translation, right? So it comes from Latin uh-huh. and it comes from the verb to transfer, Okay. So to carry across, oh, yeah. right? So to carry across a message. Yeah. But if you yeah. look, and the thing that I found interesting is when you look at the word translation in Eastern societies, like in, in Arabic or in Chinese or in Hindi, the meaning is different. It's not a carry across meaning. It's oh. maybe, uh, I think one of the definitions, I think in Hindi, don't quote me on that, but I think it is in Hindi. Uh, like break something up and say it, you know, and tra- and and oh. instead of this idea of just a messenger, 
hmm. or yeah. or carrying across a message. So hmm. it's interesting to think, and I think the way that we think about translation is very Western, right? And not all societies think about translation, and the words that they use for the word translation is different because it carries a different meaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never even thought of that, which is pretty Western. I mean, pretty self-centered in in uh, a Western way. I think Western civilization is pretty self-centered, or if that's the right word. I mean, we think everything needs to be the way. That's we our are. lens, right? We tend to yes, see things yes. that way and not really think, oh, but there could be a different way. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think also yeah. that that kind of fits into the 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 way the globalization of how society and how the internet made it a lot easier to uh, have a lens yes. into other people's cultures, right? Which yeah. has, for better, for worse. But I think one yeah. of the good things yeah. is that now we have more of an understanding. It's a lot easier to understand other people's customs or at least be exposed to those customs in other countries and, right. and, and things that are... So we have more a greater understanding of the world, I think, now. Yeah. And maybe that is better for translations. And also because, to a certain extent, the language that we speak shapes how we think right. about things, right? Yeah. So, yes, yes, right. And so, uh, thinking using the word translation, like the prefix trends, right? And we mm -hmm. we use that one in different words, and so it shapes how we think about translation just because of the language that we speak. If we spoke another language then maybe mm -hmm. we, would, we would see the act of translation as something different, right? Yeah. Not just carrying a message right, across. Right, right, Yeah, there's, yeah, I, th I think when we when we did virtual, we, we did, uh, you know, like virtue, uh, there are a bunch of Latin roots where it's like virtue, virtual can mean a number of different things. Mm -hmm. That's just so interesting with language, how, how society takes and will forget other pieces, you know, of of a language or of, of a piece of a word or it changes the piece of a word and what it means. Mm -hmm. In education, do people trend um, like the word, like how words become used and, and not become used and how they change and do they graph those things over time? I mean, is there mm -hmm. a database of how words in, in various languages get used that way. Yes. And not only for morphology, morphology, but also for phonetics. Okay. Right. Uh, and yeah. this is the work of linguists. I am an applied linguist. So basically, I'm interested in second language acquisition and how to teach the language. But I didn't do much research except for one semester that I took a phonetics and phonology class. And we actually studied, for example, how did this vowel drop with the passage of time? And now this vowel is not is no longer pronounced, right? right. Well, like, for example, how has became has. So it was before maybe haves, right? But uh -huh. it's too long, too complicated. And somehow the V and the E got dropped and then it became has, right? So yeah, yeah. the whole field of linguistics actually devotes itself to one of the things is to studying how words change over time and how they transform and how and how they even take on different meanings like right. for example the word peruse like you peruse a shelf in the mm -hmm. um in the grocery store 
peruse used to mean to actually the opposite, not read like not read fast, but actually read slowly, right? Yeah. But then it changed yeah. over time. Very interesting. Peruse. Yeah. Yeah. I hate pronounced that word that by the way. Like in the multiverse, you have yeah. multiple Peru's yeah. like of the the country. <laughs> Not like, that, not that okay. way. That's a different. That's multiple a different. Multiple Colombia's, multiple. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Perus. But um, oh, well, that was another thing. Maybe we can get into it later. But I was going to ask a question also with you on the line about: Are you, uh, Tony? Are you familiar with the concept of the metaverse? Metaverse, right? Somewhat. Okay. Yes. Somewhat. Okay. Well, since As Facebook. My- Changed its name, yeah. Yeah. Right. the whole thing, and that whole discussion. Yeah, Nora, you were mentioning the fact that meta means dead in Hebrew. In Hebrew, right? Yeah. So people were making fun of that because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, death Facebook. Uh, but my thought on if if translation, like, how is translation going to work in the metaverse? Does AI have to be involved in this? Like, if I am inhabiting the metaverse with someone from Poland. Right. And they are interacting. Yeah. Is there going to be a universal language that's developed in the metaverse that is spoken by everyone? Or is it going to be everyone comes with their own languages and there's some sort of translation effect that occurs? Right. Will there that's be a language I... of the metaverse at some point in like the future? A lingua franca for the internet. Like is, ing- yeah. lingua franca. That's what, is, what English is. Okay. Uh, a language that is used by people to communicate because they don't speak the same language. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. so they use, they turn to a third language. So it's not, not my language, not your language, it's a third language okay. that yeah. we use to communicate. All right. And English right. plays that role in our world right now. So we, we yeah. would have to have a lingua franca for the internet, I guess. Right. Would that be beneficial? Is that something that could develop? Do we need something that's a different language in the metaverse that is something that everyone will have to speak uh, in order to inhabit that universe. I mean, I don't know. I think you're jumping way into the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Or universal translators. Right, yeah, universal yeah. translators and AI and things like that that can do it, but, right. but they are only right. as good as the program. Uh, there was a thing that I saw recently. Let me see if I can pull it up really quick. But it was about an AI that can draw things based on your input, um, like as far as words. Okay. You give it words, okay. and it will draw. And it's like even abstract concepts. Yes, Dal E. Yes, that one is. Huh? <laughs> okay, the, it's Dal E D A L L hyphen E two. It's an open AI. And what you do is you provide words, and then it comes up with unique images for those words, quote unquote, artistically, in whatever style you want. If you want to do it like a Salvador Dali, it's got a way to do that. But this AI is what generates these images. Well, the problem that they're seeing now with this is it is biased in certain cases, in certain words. So, so what they're doing is they're limiting, they're limiting the way it interprets things based on the biases. If there's something that appears that's possibly offensive, they're blocking that part of the AI and changing the algorithm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. isn't that 
I mean, that that is something that I think is probably long-term not beneficial. Kind of uh, like censorship. Yeah. I mean, it's... A little bit. little bit. Right. So, so here's, here's an example. When you put in the word flight attendant, for some reason, the 10 images it has developed for, for the word flight attendant are all Asian women in flight attendant outfits. Really? Yeah. And wow. in the case of when you say lawyer, it's only white males oh. are, are generated. Now well, I think as this as this thing <laughs> develops, then it you know you can change those you know yeah. those things and and make it more balanced. Right. But I mean, do you want to? I mean, I don't know when you just say lawyer as opposed to male or female or non-binary lawyer. I mean, I right. wonder what it would do with non-binary lawyer. Well, because the word lawyer in English can be applied to both, right? Correct. Because English yes. Correct. is not a gendered language. But had you said that word in Portuguese, you would have to have to define whether it's a male lawyer. Or female uh -huh. lawyer. Uh -huh. Advogado uh -huh. or advogada. So it, I think it, it's a translation that the thing is doing from a language that is not gendered. Okay. Right. Okay, and so, it, it also has its bias. Right. Because you think of a lawyer as a man, right. a white male with a suit and tie. Right. Right. Yes. Maybe they're misconstruing that and not think well, I would like to think that they would be thinking about that. It's not that it's biased, it's that it doesn't know whether to use male or female mm -hmm. or which, you know, ethnicity. Right. So it uses the a default which is male. <laughs> Um, but why is the default male? Then that's another yeah. story, well, right? Well, here's, here's the other thing. Why is for a flight attendant? Why is the default Asian Asian woman? woman. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. So there are some interesting. Yeah, if you want to, you can go to the OpenAI, the Dal E two website okay. that uh, basically shows you like a lot of these pictures and and words that are <laughs> words that are off yeah. off limits because. <laughs> They can't yeah. be held responsible for what images it oh. generates or whatever. It's really <laughs> okay. kind of an interesting thing, but it's also yeah. it also leaves questions to me about in a metaverse, in translations, you know how biases are going to be conveyed by way of AI, and is there a way around doing that or right, in translations? Right. I mean, it has there has to be. At this right. point, there has to be a person who reviews, right? And there has to be an actual right, human think. being. But human beings are biased too, and they correct depending yeah. on their, the language that they speak. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so and I mean, they're maybe the ones it's... who make the programs. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. the ones who write the programs. And this, I think, this is something that I brought up last time. I think so. That well, the the language they do, and I said this today too. Like it shapes to a certain extent how you think about things right? right and so depending on what kind of data this is pulling from this right yeah. or a corpora right and what kind of information was f fed into the system that is generating those images i think it will largely depend on which language you're using right to feed mm -hmm. the system right yeah. interesting yeah yeah and then the yeah. things that it forces you to think, like, for example, I think this was the story that I said last time. Um, if I'm telling my mom a story, like I came to my friend's house to do a podcast, I would have to tell her 
the gender of my friend because I don't have a word for friend in Portuguese that does not say the gender, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And so yeah. it forces me to say that information and therefore it forces me to think about that information. And so depending on what language yeah. that you speak, then it will force you to think or not of certain things. And ultimately it's a person <laughs> and a language that is being fed right. to construct the system, right? Right. Um, uh, and I, well, just to, to close out this segment, because we're, we're running a little long here on the, know, on the Nora segment. I told you, I think, Nora, about this artificial intelligence bot that Microsoft um, created and put on Twitter, where you could actually have conversations with an AI named Tay. Oh, and, I don't remember that. Okay. But okay. If you if you look it up, it's Tay. It's a bot. It was uh, you know a bot meaning an artificial response mechanism of some sort. But it's yeah. it was it was developed by their research department, and so they released it, and people w could interact with with it by sending it photos or sending it you know things uh -huh. as far as responses, like you would interact normally with Twitter. I'm laughing because does it. Does anybody ask it to identify the uh, taxi cabs in nine pictures or identify? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh this is, I hate That's those. Like, <laughs> like, is this, is this part of the cab? Like, Listen, I am a robot. All right. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I yeah. That's it. no, that's, that's, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, initially let's see. Yeah, Tay, Tay was designed, check this out, Tay was designed to mimic the language patterns of a 19-year-old American girl to learn from interacting with human users on Twitter. Okay. 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 Um, and if you read the papers, we all we all know how that turned out. Um, <laughs> and, and this may be because people were trying to alter the, the, the people were, it was a coordinated effort, perhaps. Who knows? But it, it started becoming very racist and sexist uh -huh, uh -huh. in in the way it was responding with people based on the things it was receiving. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, as far as AI is concerned, I mean, at this point, developing it through human interaction, I'm a little skeptical yeah. that that's that that's because people are just going to mess with it in some cases. I mean, right. it was a cool idea, I think. And it started out yeah. being pretty interesting as far as how you would interact with this AI and send it things and would say, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I love hiking right. in the mountains right. or whatever. It's like, okay. Oh. <laughs> but um, then. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, uh, well, the sex, sex stuff. Um, R2-D2, Me Too. How's yeah. that? R2-D2. Me Too? R2-D2, Me Too? Me yeah. The Me Too, me, the me too um, uh thing yeah you know it's not uh but it's like maybe the robots or the ai have to somehow get sex out of there you know yeah uh, by sex i mean gender right gender right gender. right exactly exactly yeah. there's yeah i mean that's there's yeah the the definition of <laughs> sex and gender right those are that's right. that's that can be a tricky thing for me, gender is identity and sex is born as far as biological. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and if we keep, oh, yeah. if we keep those separate, that's, you know, that's okay. Right. But right. when we start right. 
confusing the two that's that could right. be problematic i guess do you have any thoughts on that tony or just want to remain remain uh, silent yeah <laughs> i was just thinking when you were talking about the 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 19 year old girl oh yeah yeah right? yeah um so ai learns how to respond you know and it i guess it learns from the interactions right right but does it grow does it become more mature right over time or yeah. no that's yeah good question right well they or, or or change its mind based on what it, i mean i don't know they pulled it immediately so it was like days before it started you know started spouting this racist stuff oh, okay. so okay. it wasn't like you know wow yeah because people wow. coordinated their effort to you know to mess it up for everyone else, I guess. But it, it is still an interesting experiment. Oh, yeah. No, agreed. Right? Agreed. I haven't seen anything from Microsoft since about, mm -hmm. about this, though. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I haven't looked very, very much, but I just remember the incident being, you know, hmm. a, yeah. an incident of how communication can color an AI's opinion of, of you know of of the world or yeah. how it quote unquote sees the world, mm -hmm. and I think that's what like you you talk about the uh, what is the there was a computer that uh, played Jeopardy. <laughs> do you do you remember that? Kind of. Yeah, there was a, there was a computer yeah. that played Jeopardy, but that's you know, and it tried it had some basic AI sort of things where it said if if you have a chance to check out the show, check out the show because it's kind of trippy. Yeah. Um, but. But, guess but who, Jeopardy is fact-based. Yeah, it's fact-based. But in addition to when it was playing the show, it was it was it had a persona. It it had a conversation with the host. So, yeah, that's interesting. AI is something that's that is a field that's going to be interesting when it relates to right. to languages and to translating. I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. I think yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. I don't I don't know much about computational linguistics and computer science. Mm -hmm. But I would assume that you first you have well, you have to have the data like let's say with vocabulary, right? And in this case maybe with jargon, with what kind of slang that it's used, right? So you input that data in there. But you also have to teach the computer the syntax, right? How to parse syntax yeah. and the and the and the grammatical rules. Right. So how because the words by themselves, they don't have. They have meaning, but yeah. you need grammar to make sense of what Correct. you you're trying to say, right? Correct. And so you would have to not only input all the words that you want it to know, but also all the grammatical forms of those words, yeah. and then teach the program, teach the computer what the, the rules are, the grammatical rules, the syntax. And then you have to teach morphology too. Like Okay, so you said morphology before. What is the linguist's definition of morphology? Is that how it... How, how the morphology just means how the words are formed. Oh, okay. So, okay. for example, oh, okay. if if you have if you add an s, an s is a suffix in English that indicates plural. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's more that's part of how the word okay. is formed. Okay. I and don't know have, why in my head I thought how how words change meanings. Well, yeah, because of morphology. Morph, morph, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but just it's how the words are formed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. have a root, you have prefix, and you have a suffix, and right. um, 
and those suffix sometimes or prefixes sometimes uh, change the the grammatical category of a word. So, like for example, if you yeah. add ly to certain words, like for example, if you add ly to an adjective, it becomes an adverb, right? Right. Or if you add er to a verb, it becomes a noun. Like right. for example, play player, right? right. And mm -hmm. so. Right. All of um, those parts of the words. So, what I'm saying, like the the data, cannot only have the one type of the word, right? You cannot only have, for example, um, dog. It should have dogs as well, right? Right. Um, so you teach it morphology. So you're and teaching you... morphology. You're teaching the grammatical wow. rules, and then you got to teach semantics, right? You got to teach. Yeah the computer to understand meaning and to put meaning together based on the, the whatever their the sentence is right and then you have to keep feeding right and so the thing that i don't know how it happens is how does it learn how can you learn from that and wouldn't you want to have a linguist involved in that whole process oh, yes. or someone who teaches Definitely. languages because wouldn't wouldn't you suppose that the way you would teach a human is the way you would teach an AI? Or, or would there be a difference in, the, in how you would treat? I, I know you're kind of giving me the, I don't know, yeah, look, gesture. I don't but, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things, I guess, you know, if depending on how it learns, you would tailor your teaching of the, ro of the robot, of the AI. Uh -huh. um, program. Yeah, the program. No. I would think it would be a lot more efficient than a human learning a language. Okay, yeah, yeah. which which mean yeah, which would mean that you would teach it differently. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah, because there's an efficiency component that humans don't don't quite have, right? Yeah, but they also have yeah. benefits of being able to attach emotions and things to it so they you know and visualize yeah. and mm -hmm. things that maybe a computer can't necessarily do so the the teaching method is would definitely be have to be different yeah and then if you put translation into the picture right then you have to uh, to have exact another set with the same categories and the same things that you taught yeah. the first set. Right. Right. And then they have to learn, they have to know about each other right. to be able to translate. Because like, for example, word order. In English, it's SVO, subject, verb, object. But there are languages that you have the subject first, the object, and then the verb. Um, or languages like German that depending on what particle you have, then you, you the verb goes all the way to the end of the sentence. Right. right. So right. they have to know the rules of how both languages work to be able to translate. Otherwise, you're going to have a word-for-word -word translation that doesn't correspond. Right. Right. Like in Japanese video games back in the 80s. I would assume. <laughs> which, we'll, yeah. which, which we'll get into yeah. uh, when we yeah. actually start yeah. the show. But, okay. Okay. Let, let, me tell, let me tell you this quick joke about ling it's a linguist joke, okay? Uh, and you don't have to laugh. But let me tell you anyway. Okay, two scientists walk into a bar. I'll have H2O, says the first. I'll have H2O2, says the second. Bartender gives them water, both water, because he is able to distinguish the boundary tones that dictate the grammatical function of homonyms in coda position, as well as pragmatic context. 
I don't hear a lot of laughing. <laughs> but that is an awesome <laughs> joke. <laughs> I thought it was I awesome. Was awesome for a linguist. I mm -hmm. don't quite get, but I, I get, I understand that it's just describing the fact that it picked up that it wasn't H two O two, essentially, right? right, right. right. Yeah. They, yeah, that it was right. two right. as the in also, system. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that was all. That was all. I, <laughs> is that I the one? Use... Is that the one you were going to send me? Yes. Send yes. it. Send it to me anyway. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, please. So okay. Okay. Well, thank, right, well. thank, thanks, Nora. Thank you, Nora. It yeah. was great talking to you again. Yeah, well, it was great talking to you. I'm sorry I took up time, but... <laughs> oh, no, this That's was okay. fun. That's okay. Get on we... with it. <laughs> okay. Get on with it. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you, Nora. Okay. Bye. Thank uh, you. Bye-bye.